I'm Dan Masterson, host of Strategy Talk, where we take a unique view of world events. We report news as history. With me today is the editor of StrategyPage.com and well-known military author, Jim Dunnigan. Associate editor and syndicated columnist, Austin Bay, also joins us. Welcome, Austin and Jim. thought we'd talk a little bit about Mosul since there's been a lot brewing there lately. Uh, Jim, can you tell us what's going on and, and what we hope the happen there? Or I guess, you know, the hope is, is that ISIS is defeated. But is that really going to place the rest of the world in a safer spot with Mosul being taken, retaken by the Iraqis? Well, yes and no. I mean, ISIL is a uh, is considered by everybody. Uh, including, you know, most people in the countries that where most of the, uh, the Islamic terrorists are coming from, like Saudi Arabia, to be evil, uh, which is ironic in a way, but that's the way it works in that part of the world. The, um, no, if, once ISIL is gone and they will go, all these, all these Islamic uh, movements, these radical Islamic movements, they come and they go. Uh, and it's just that the West has ignored them because they could afford to. Uh, during the colonial period, during the 19th century, and the colonial period didn't last that long. Um, it only made the news when somebody like, you know, uh, you know, uh, Gordon, that cartoon was, was killed by the Mahdi, which is another, you know, form of Al-Qaeda or ISIL. Um, and, uh, nobody paid any attention when they were put down as they, as they frequently are. Uh, but now it's news because more details get out. Uh, even the, uh, even the Islamic terrorist organizations pay attention to this. There was one, uh, uh, I think made public, uh, study of, uh, Islamic, uh, ISIL, uh, media activity, uh, since early, uh, 19, uh, 2015. And, uh, around that time, uh, well, actually in, in, in late 2014, uh, the head of ISIL started trying to tell his, well, tell his subordinates, he says, you know, let's, let's play down the, uh, the torture form, uh, because that was basically turning a lot of, uh, their, their support, uh, population off. In other words, they weren't getting as many donations. They, you know, there was a lot of, uh, devout, uh, Muslims, you know, in the, in the, in the Gulf countries. Uh, they didn't want to be associated with ISIL anymore because of all the publicity of all these atrocities, which even by, you know, uh, Middle Eastern standards were over the top. It may have appealed to the teenagers they were trying to reach, the teenage Muslim guys in the West they were trying to reach, uh, because they had to compete with Hollywood. Um, but in the, the more conservative, you know, uh, Muslim majority countries, uh, it was, it was considered offensive, especially when they, that they spotlighted the murder of, uh, of Muslims, even though they were Muslims that were technically heretics because they didn't agree with ISIL. But then again, most Muslims do not agree with that extreme, the Salafists, as it were, you know, back to the 7th century approach uh, to Islam. Um, and uh, one thing that was noted in the, uh, in the, uh, in the, in the, in the uh, open media traffic, as it were, on, on the Internet, was uh, a decline in ISIL activity, which could be attributed to uh, countermeasures, as it were, you know, uh, uh, you know, Twitter and, and Facebook, you know, cracking down. Uh, but it was uh, what was really unusual was the, the pretty much the disappearance 
of uh, official videos and pictures from ISIL picturing what we call atrocities, you know, executions, uh, you know, chopping heads off, you know, et cetera, et cetera, no matter who the victims were. Uh, and at the same time, there were messages, uh, semi-confidential messages being sent out, letters, uh, audio tapes being sent out to uh, leaders of the Islamic radical organizations saying, look, this is kind of productive. Uh, tell your people to concentrate their attacks on the security forces, especially foreigners. Uh, this and, of course, the, the whole business of, of trying to get more action in the West, lone wolf attacks against infidels. Um, uh, increased a lot at that point. Uh, and of course, we've, we've covered this in strategy page. We mentioned that this is the same thing that, uh, Al-Qaeda went through in, our, in Iraq in, uh, in 2005 when Zawahiri, the, uh, the head of the, uh, the, uh, Al-Qaeda franchise in Iraq was, uh, running around killing as many Shia as he could, uh, you know, especially women and children. And um, Bin Laden, you know, uh, later documents were captured where he was counseling, you know, uh, Zahiri and then his subordinates, you know, you got to cut this stuff out because it's hurting us. Uh, and, and, of course, that's still the official Al-Qaeda line. And now, you know, in the last year or so, uh, it became the official ISIL line. And they, they cut back because they've, they've been losing support. And so this shows you, you know, how it works, you know, ISIL with us. But something will replace it because another interesting survey of uh, opinions towards, you know, the threat of terrorism, uh, there's more of it in Western countries. You know, in other words, the propaganda is working, even though it's not having, you know, a lot of, a lot of attacks, as it were, but, you know, people, it thinks the few attacks there are get a lot of publicity and it makes it terrorizes people, which is the point of terrorism. But what, uh, uh, what it's, what doesn't, uh, get mentioned is that uh, they are not able to carry out as much act activity because they simply haven't got the recruits and they're not getting the uh, you know the money uh, that they used to get and uh, they 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 don't care if they get wiped out because another group will follow in their stead but in the Islamic countries. In the West, they blame the terrorism on, on Islamic, you know, uh, radicals. But in the, in the Muslim countries, where people are very concerned about, you know, terrorism, they blame it on, uh, poverty. They blame it on local issues, you know, corrupt local governments. That's a popular one in Egypt, which is true. Um, uh, but they'll also blame it on the West and Israel. Even though at the government level in these countries, they say, well, look, that's not true. They're even getting closer to Israel, which is a dangerous game if you've been telling people for generations that it's all Israel's fault. Um, but you can see that there's a shift, but it's a very difficult shift in the Muslim countries because for generations, you could say for centuries, uh, they believe that this sort of uh, radical behavior is justified if you're defending Islam. But a lot of the leaders, of course, are realizing that this is not defending Islam. It's basically attacking the people in the Muslim, the leaders in the Muslim countries, uh, who have been under attack by Al-Qaeda from almost the beginning, you know, from the 1990s. Um, but now they realize this is, a, this is a direct threat to them. And Muslims realize there's a threat, but they don't connect it. They don't want to connect it with religion. 
Because religion is the only thing they have left. They've been told Islam will take care of you if you submit, which is what Islam means, literally, uh, in English. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're slowly getting there. You know, I go back and look at the history of Europe, the religious wars, <laughs> which sent some of my ancestors over here, and that's very common with, you know, many Americans uh, who had people coming over, you know, centuries ago. It was religion, but it was between Christians, different, different flavors of Christians. Um, and But now you've got the same thing uh, with within the Islamic world, where they're realizing, you know, the enemy is us. You know, Europe looked in the mirror, you know, in the, in the 17th century, you know, after the Thirty Years' War and said, you know, you know, I, th- I think we can see, we can't quite come out and say it, but we've basically got to pull religion out of all of our conflicts. Real estate, okay, we'll, we'll make up rules, we'll make war, you know, less, you know, they had all those, those anti-atrocity rules, as it were, you know, to organize warfare, to not live off the land as much. You know, they, for year, for generations, they invoked the, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the, the uh, what do you call them, the uh, rape of Magburg, shall we say, uh, the massacres, uh, one of the most notable massacres in the Thirty Years' War, and it, it, and over a century, you know, by the time Napoleon came along, he was making a formal agreement with the Pope, the Concordat, and the Pope basically officially agreed. We're going to pull out of the, you know, encouraging religious-based violence business. So it takes a while. The problem is today people aren't willing to wait generations. They don't understand that. Yes, you can learn from history, but what you learn is probably something you're not going to like. And this is a hard thing for politicians to sell. I mean, I always gave George Bush credit you know, after after 9/11. He said, "We're in a long war." He understood. You know, he asked his experts. And they basically told them what well, we've been telling our readers here for, for years, uh, that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a fundamental problem. And you don't change fundamental problems, you know, uh, like you, you expect, you know, with technology to change or, or just pass a law and it'll go away. It doesn't work that way. And that's the fundamental problem. Uh, but at the, at the same time, we can take advantage of it like we are with ISIL. Because plans are apparently being made to uh, to uh, somehow uh, get the mess in Syria organized and take Raqqa. Uh, you know, it's a question of getting the Turks to agree to let the Kurds, you know, in, get involved because the Kurds are the best troops over there uh, when fighting ISIL. Kurds don't like to admit that. I mean, the Turks don't like to admit that. But that's a whole other story. Uh, let, let's try and concentrate on Mosul. Taking Mosul is a big deal. Because, you know, uh, Raqqa is basically a, <laughs> a, a much smaller city up the, up the Euphrates River. Um, uh, it, it's, 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 it's only relevance as the capital of the Caliph. But Mosul was their metropolis. That was their big city. That was their, their New York, as it were. Uh, Raqqa is little Washington, D.C., down in the swamps. Uh, and, um, but if they lose both of them, bingo, it's all over. Uh, and that's what they're on the on the brink of doing. And of course, again, if you look at the the the, uh, the official propaganda from ISIL, they we again we've been reporting this, and so has the mass media to a certain extent. That the leadership in ISIL is preparing its people to go totally, you know, uh, terrorist again. No more Islamic State. 
course, what ISIL doesn't like to uh, discuss is the fact that without the Islamic State, there's no justification. I mean, that's their name, the Islamic State. And you haven't got a state unless you control territory. You know, otherwise you're just another bunch of, you know, uh, Islamic radicals, which are a dime a dozen, you know, and Islamic will always have them. Uh, and if, once they, once they get discredited as another bunch of posers, or as the Jews would say, a false messiah, uh, bingo, you're out of business. Uh, but the problem is, and always has been, someone will eventually replace it as long as you have all this, this bad government, you know, uh, corruption, and, and, and reasons for, you know, uh, misery uh, and poverty uh, in the Islamic world. Uh, that's a fundamental problem they're, they're slowly trying to address. Uh, and it's ironic, one reason the Arabs fear the Iranians is because while they have an Islamic dictatorship in Iran since the 1980s, they, and they have, you know, the religious police going around swatting women who are not properly veiled and what have you, they have a, they have far more people in engineering schools, you know, studying STEM, you know, science, technology, uh, you know, uh, engineering and math. Uh, and a lot of them, you know, like half of them are women. And women can get jobs, technical jobs. And the Arabs don't like to admit that. They don't like to admit the, the Iranians are superior to them in any way. Uh, it looks a whole other problem. Uh, but there's, there are fundamental reasons why they fear the Iranians. It's because they have more industrial and intellectual infrastructure. Uh, if, if they weren't an Islamic dictatorship, they would be a, 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 a competitor for Israel, with Israel in terms of you know economic growth and, and technology. Uh, and indeed, Israel, when the Shah was around, they were all about you know let's get together with the, we can do business with this, these, these Iranians um, and. Uh, and uh, the Arabs can't compete with that because of their, you know, their, their traditions, as it were. Uh, so, yes, victory in Mosul and, and Raqqa is pretty much a foregone collusion, uh, you know, uh, conclusion. Uh, but, you know, a strategic victory, that's going to take a lot longer. Austin? Well, <coughs> Jim certainly covered the uh, <coughs> really deep strategic situation. I'd add one thing. Jim said, said though, uh, <laughs> that, you know, Al-Qaeda Al becomes a, a threat to uh, Arab Muslim leadership in the 1990s. Look, Nasser put Saeed Khatoub to death in 1966 because he'd been involved with, allegedly, he probably was, the radical faction of the Muslim Brotherhood, which he was a, the theoretician for, uh, in a, a assassination plot directed at Nasser and, and other uh, Egyptian secular uh, leaders, and it's out of that group of the Muslim Brotherhood that Al Qaeda, uh, Al Qaeda springs. Uh, Zawahiri is an Egyptian doctor, doctor out of it, and again, Khatoub is was the Al, Al Qaeda theorist. So th these, <laughs> this, this, uh, and, and and we've used this term before on strategy page. I think it's accurate. Some people have to have it explained to them. This revived Islamic extremism has a lot of connections to the anarchist movement of the late 19th and early 20th century. Same kind of, you know, similar techniques, uh, and they also are using techniques that were improved by the Irish Republican Army, among other things. You know, modern, quote-unquote, modern, modern terror. 
they're they they've got this Salafist view of the uh, that you know we're going to live the seventh century and the Islamic State in one of its great mistakes though was to impose some of this or allow some of it and that includes taking slaves sex slaves and the executions and the like because this is how you know these were some of the glories of the great uh Muslim breakout military breakout of the of the uh of the seventh century as far as these guys are concerned see so that and they think we're doing this now we've got divine sanction that was some of some of the so so look and look how we execute our uh our enemies they have failed we've we're 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 the dominant power. No, and look, and, and a lot of the not all of those Iraqis uh, who who were uh, executed, Iraqi soldiers who were executed, uh, what was that, in the Mosul area after the uh, in in uh, the summer of of 2014 after uh, the Islamic State took it. Not all of them were Shias, but a lot of them were Shias, and they they made that point. Uh, I mean, Islamic State did when they when they did the. Uh, the some of those executions. Remember, the, 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 they, they were calculated in that they were they were executing Yazidis then, uh, they considered to be uh, pagans, uh, Shias, Christians, and then you know they're the apostates, the uh, Sunni Muslims that uh, were in league with with uh, Western Christian powers or uh, the or the. Uh, apostate Iraqi Iraqi state. Um, Jim's right. This isn't going to go away if, when the Islamic State is is defeated. Note how I I, I I worded that. They distinguish themselves, ISIL, ISIS, Islamic State from Al Qaeda because we are a state. We're going to hold territory. And look how we're going to do. Uh, look how we're going to do it. That's Al Qaeda couldn't do it. We we can. And uh, Raqqa, I, I've got a, a, a column that's up on strategy page that I wrote two or three weeks ago about this one. Raqqa and Mosul are what make the Islamic State at least a quasi-state. Uh, Raqqa's got oil in the, in its, in its region. And that was part of their, of uh, the Islamic State's, one of its financial economic resources. At least it was until the Turks gained, uh, full control uh, of the border. Uh, that was where a lot of it uh, leaked out. Uh, wasn't the only way it leaked out. Uh, there were shenanigans going on in other places uh, in, in Iraq, but uh, that was the, as I understand it, the primary r- route for for the Islamic State's uh, uh, oil sales. So Raqqa, Raqqa's not only, as Jim said, they're Washington D.C. Their "quote unquote" sec- secular capital. It was an economic asset. Mosul gave them people. They gave them more than that too. Mosul is a is a is 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 a big city. It also gave them control of uh, both Tigris and and, uh, and Euphrates, the big dams in the uh, in the area on the Euphrates. And this this is something that we've hinted at but it's it is it is a fact they've played water war games by denying water and releasing wa- uh, releasing water out, out, out of those dams it was it gave them a, that that control of that area gave them from down river down the, down down the euphrates control over uh, uh, what, uh, uh the water resource 
not a big deal, but still a, 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 a source of power. Now, they have it's not only the economic uh, stranglehold by taking swaths of territory so that they can't uh, connect to sell, uh, the, uh, can't sell their, uh, sell their oil or sell some of the antiquities that they don't destroy. They've been doing that at, uh, uh, selling, uh, things that they have stolen from, uh, uh, historical sites, museums, uh, and the like. It, that cut down their ability to bring in new recruits. Jim also says that there's, and, uh, there's abundant evidence of it too, that they don't have the, the Islamic State doesn't have the draw it did have on some of the Muslim communities uh, in uh, Europe, even in the, United, in the United States, elsewhere in the uh, world, uh, the uh, alienated young men that decide they're going to come uh, die for uh, Islam. Uh, there were fewer of them, and then it was harder to get there once the, uh, the Islamic State is being, when I, when I said that they're Surrounded, uh, and some of the surrounding to surround it took some heavy duty fighting. Think about what the Iraqi army uh, has been doing, and that also in the militias, including the Shia militias that have participated in, in, in uh, many of these battles. There are a couple that where they were uh, played a very limited role, but Tikrit, uh, Fallujah, Ramadi. You know, and uh, those <laughs> Fallujah and Ramadi, even though they were declared under control uh, of uh, the, the Iraqi army, there were holdouts and there were IEDs, booby traps, still in there three months after effective control of the city had been uh, obtained by uh, by the Iraqi army. Now. Not just dealing defeats to the Islamic State, and they did. They, these were these were defeats, and you're killing Islamic State fighters. But that's also when I say surrounding them geographically, surrounding uh, the uh, putting a stranglehold ultimately around uh, uh, around the Islamic State. That has been going on to a lesser degree in in Syria, and, and I'm not talking about what the Turks are doing on the northern side uh, uh, of it, but with uh, the Russian-slash-Assad forces and some of the anti-Assad forces that are also anti-Islamic state uh, uh, in, in Syria. In Syria. Um, but the deal is, is that where do they, how do they get, it, how do they reach the outside world through the uh, <laughs> literal minefield of of the enemies they have uh, in, uh, to the west in, in Syria, and certainly through uh, uh, through uh, Jordan. Jordan is a enemy of the uh, is Islamic State. Uh, the air campaign poorly prosecuted, poorly thought thought through. The targets uh, put off limits. You couldn't bomb oil trucks because of the environmental hazard and the like. That's a lot of that. Uh, the rules of engagement have been lifted, and there's been uh, uh, signs that it's been much more effective. Uh, it's been part of the air campaign has been in support of the Iraq, Iraqi forces, and we have had uh, Western advisors to include U.S. Uh, air control teams, 
special forces with the uh, uh, Iraqi uh, Iraqi forces uh, using uh, air, um, very and and very tight rule of engagement circumstances. I mean, not when they're going after oil trucks or like this, but to knock out strong points in uh, in the cities, like in the Fallujah fight and Ramadi fight. Same thing's been going on with the Kurds. There's been a lot. In fact, as uh, in that column I wrote, I argued that you, you've seen battlefield shaping operations, at least on the part of the Kurds, since January of 2015, and retaking um, villages and positions, geographic positions, that uh, prepare for further advances. And, uh, yeah, there's small battles to set up other small battles to set up larger battles that become a decisive battle. And that's those have been supported by that by the uh, coalition strikes. Uh, that has been the eight. Well, it's it's I won't say it's the ace card, uh, but it is uh, it's clo- close to it. When the Iraqis get stuck and they don't want to go and take heavy casualties because the Islamic State has has got a neighborhood rigged, and of course they've got hostages too. That's the, one of the things that will that will stymie the use of, uh, of airstrikes and limit the effect of our, our uh, artillery, uh, heavy, uh, artil- uh, artillery fire. But when they get stuck and they can then isolate uh, uh, an Islamic State, the strong point, uh, it, 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 they get a, a smart bomb put on it, and it's a pretty effective way to, uh, to, uh, to win, win a street battle. I don't mean to be... Sounding, you know, speaking by euphemism, but again, the Iraqis don't want to take heavy casualties, and the this is they're, they're in the process. They're destroying the cities to save them to uh, play off of a line from uh, Vietnam. I think it was a city of Hue that was described at, at that and at Tet that it had to, it was destroyed in order to uh, in order to save it. Now, is it inevitable that Mosul is going to fall? Yeah. It is, uh, and I think the Islamic Jim has got it. The Islamic State has preparing. You know, it's their, their irony is they know it's going to fall. They're going to put on a, an apocalyptic battle. They will probably. They've already committed numerous you know, war crimes and murdered civilians. They're going to do that. Uh, they'll try to. They're, the reason the city's being destroyed is because of the way they're defending it and the way they're. Uh, so let's let's. Reflect, and it's not the uh, Iraqi army and the Kurds and everybody else doing it. It's because of the way they have uh, <clears throat> type of type of battle that they the, that the Islamic State has decided uh, has uh, decided to uh, to fight. But they're going to be defeated. They'll be defeated by the overwhelming uh, combat power that uh, can be uh, brought to bear on. Now they're out is that they've convinced themselves that if we just hang on long enough, all the political fractures that exist in this coalition. Well, well, it'll all fall apart. Hadn't so far. And as I think Jim's uh, dis- initial discussion, uh, one of the important things was everybody hates the Islamic State. <laughs> and they do. Uh, they hate them for the, all the obvious, all the obvious reasons. <clears throat> the Islamic State sits there and says, well, wait a minute, the Turks want, want part of, uh, of northern Iraq back. Neo-Ottomanists, you know, Erdogan and the like. The Kurds want their own state. The Iraqis want this and that. Well, if we just wait, no. 
no, if you just wait, you're going to die anyway, because everybody's going to get you out of the way first, or at least get your guys in, in, in there out of the way first. Now, how fast is this going to go? Look, let's go look, and I'm going to leap to Libya just for a second. <clears throat> the battle for Certe, <coughs> which is on the coast, uh, um, really, uh, you know, between Tripoli and, 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 and Benghazi, was basically won by the Government of National Accord uh, Militia Coalition uh, end of August, early September. But there's still a neighborhood in Certe that is essentially a big bunker. And it's, it's not, it was a kilometer square that's now been reduced. But there are Islamic State fanatics. Uh, no one knows exactly how many. I've seen figures 200, 300, may not even be that many, that are in there prepared to die. And the militia coalition, and it is a militia coalition, most of them from the Misrata brigades, we don't want to lose any more of our guys. So what do we do? Well, they've surrounded it. They've got most of the hostages out. And what, <laughs> what they're what they're doing is when they have an opportunity and they identified one of these strong points, what I described, bringing in an airstrike. That's the way they're being killed by heavy, uh, high, by uh, high explosive. The Islamic State, uh, not that it's very good propaganda, we're still fighting. Well, they are. Is that the way that Mosul is going to proceed? Yeah, Dan, I think it is. Uh, it's, there's a, again, a great deal of caution, as there should be, because of the, what the, uh, tactically the Islamic State tries to seed explosive devices, booby traps, mines, every, every place when they, when they retreat. And they've captured, uh, I don't know how many, you know, well, they kept, actually, they kept, uh, captured, uh, munitions, uh, uh many, uh, munitions dumps, uh, in, in 20, in 2014. And they take, they'll take the, uh, 122 and 152 millimeter, uh, artillery shells out of, uh, out of those dumps and turn them into, uh, mines. Some command detonated, some, uh, you know, set up so that they're, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're pressure mines. I saw a, um, short video that was, uh, on the uh, Voice of America site, and it was probably a VOA uh, video. I didn't didn't see uh, the attribution to it, and it was uh, Iraq's Ninth Armored Division, which is one of their uh, Baghdad protection protection divisions, which is involved in 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 the uh, in the attack uh, on Mosul, and it was a mine clearing operation, and. What were they doing? It didn't look like really they were doing much. But if you looked across it, you could see they had their, their tanks out, soldiers out, and they were probing. There were also, I, I, I didn't see any of the vehicles, but there were there vehicles that have ways of, of looking, at using, using lasers, using other t uh, technology to spot poten uh, potential mines. But uh, <clears throat> they were locating them. And destroying and moving extremely slowly, cautiously, and being thorough. Also, the other technique I could, I could see in there is why do you have your tanks out there? Well, because if the Islamic State fighters decide to run a uh, vehicle-borne IED, 
at you. The tanks just destroy it. The tank, you've got your armor, you know, your, 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 your armor up uh, front. I'm talking about when the, when the, the thin skinned vehicle with a bomb comes at you. And I had, it was a different report that said that, that in, and it was in this area south of Mosul, the, uh, I think it was 11 vehicle borne IEDs, uh, they launched 11 attacks of them. 10 of them were destroyed before the, the bomb ever got anywhere near the approaching Iraqi force. And then the other one blew up and still didn't, didn't kill anybody, but they managed to get, uh, managed to get close. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm making some assumptions, but I'm, I'm, the, the, the technique I described, the tactic I described is something that you would do in this situation. And there, it is slow. <clears throat> it's slow and it's slow because you don't want to trip, uh, trip mines and booby traps. It also gives you the opportunity to figure out where strong points, bunkers, locate, locate them. Doesn't mean you're going to locate. <clears throat> Doesn't mean you're going to get it right, but gives you a better chance. Uh, anyway, uh, Jim, you have something to add to that? Yeah, the main reason they're going slow is because they're using the only troops you can handle uh, this kind of warfare. The Kurds, in fact, most of the advanced the columns that are now advancing on the outskirts of Mosul, you know, they, they, they haven't really reached the city center yet, as it were, are Kurdish. And there's one or two that are Iraqi. Now, what the Iraqis have done, and they admitted this, they pulled all their what they call their special operations troops, and this includes their their their, their combat engineers, the ones who can handle, uh, who've learned and survived, as it were, uh, uh, how to handle what you were describing there. You know, going down a, a road that might have uh, uh, bombs, mines in it, and clearing them. Uh, they have a few tanks that have the uh, the accessories that you know flails and what have you. They have some uh, MRAPs. That have the uh, that are that are equipped for mine clearing. They haven't got many of them, and of course they refuse to let the Americans come back, and we're fine with that. <laughs> Although the, that one uh, Navy uh, EOD explosives um, and uh, you know uh, disposal you know expert was killed uh, because he was riding one of those cons. But they're there mainly to to advise, not to basically get up there and 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 get and risk their lives every day as as they as we did before '08. Uh, you know, uh, clearing these, these roads. Um, the, the Kurds have learned that, but see, the Kurds are the most professional troops the Iraqis have. And of course, one reason they are the most professional, and today they've been getting trained, uh, by the Americans and the British, you know, since the, for over 20 years, they're on their second generation of professionally trained troops. But <laughs> the reason they have so many of them is because they're very careful about limiting friendly losses. Uh, they take that very seriously. Uh, and that does wonders for your morale. It's one reason why the Israelis were always so good, because they do not throw lives away like the Arabs are inclined to do, and especially Islamic terrorists. Uh, they can be very brave, as Marines pointed as, as our soldiers pointed out when we danced on, on Baghdad in 03. He says, but they're stupid. And they just come charging at yelling, they're firing, you know, their, their AKs, or sometimes in the air, and you just mow them down. You say, well, there are a lot of brave men who are dead. Okay, they died for their country uh, or their cause. And um, the uh, the Iraqi army doesn't have very, they only have a few thousand guys like that, uh, a fraction of what the, the Kurds have. And, the, uh, and of course, the Kurds are, can, can uh, avail themselves of American air power, the 
the American Special Forces feel comfortable <laughs> traveling with the Kurds. They don't feel less, they feel less comfortable traveling with the Iraqis. Um, and, uh, that's why, you know, the, the, the Iraqi government doesn't publicize it. But the fact of the matter is, this initial approach march as we're opening up the lanes, the, the cleared lanes, where they can then bring in, you know, the majority of the, of the 40,000 troops they have assembled there, um, uh, is being done by the only experts they have. Most of the, the, the Iraqi experts are Kurds. Uh, this, that's a whole other issue, which as Austin was pointing out, ISIL was hoping would tear, uh, uh, you know, Iraq apart. It may indeed do that, but I, ISIL will be history by then. Uh, uh let, let me, let me make a point though about that. This, the, uh, Ninth Armored Division, it may, it, it it's, I, I think it's a more like an all Iraqi, uh, division because it's no, not, it is, it is, Sunnis, it, yeah, yeah. They and, have, and not, that, got, they have yeah. not got many of them. That's yeah. the no, no, they don't. Yeah. And they, and they learned that lesson, as you pointed out, in, 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 uh, in Anbar, when they took Ramadi, uh, I mean, as recently as three or four months ago, they were still clearing out the, the yeah. remaining, uh, the ISIL pockets in the suburbs of Ramadi. Now, the, that's another issue which hasn't been brought up. Let me cover this quickly. We covered it in, in strategy page recently. They are still fighting in Anbar. They're not publicizing it. In fact, uh, what was most unusual was for the first time, they wouldn't report any casualties in Anbar. And the reason for that was, is that they just, it's, it's an embarrassment because they promised the Sunnis out there that we will not go away. We're not, we're going to pull our professional, you know, units out, which are mostly Shia, uh, uh, to retake Mosul until we cleared out. And because they still have access to Syria, I still still has access to Syria, they can still bring people in. So that, that's, that's, that's probably late in, in this year. You'll hear, you know, uh, breathless stories in the media about, you know, how Anbar was never pacified, uh, but you can learn from us now. Um, and that's how, that's how the, the Iraqis were able to muster, you know, the ninth armored division, parts of the ninth armored division, uh, and their special operations forces to try and be competitive, you know, with the Kurds. But, once they reach the outskirts and they basically have access to the city, then they have to bring in all those other troops. And, and quite frankly, and again, they don't admit this, most of those troops, especially the Shia militia, who have, who have been at least promising they won't commit atrocities against everybody in, in Mosul, uh, will be used mainly for route security. In other words, as the, 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 the trained troops, you know, clear a lane, the Shia will be left behind, your man checkpoints to basically keep ISIL from, if they infiltrate again, it's on the, Sh the Shia militia. They'll be basically, by defending themselves, they'll be defending the roads that are necessary to support, bring up more troops and to supply those troops. Then they get into, into, uh, into uh, Mosul. Another thing that hasn't gotten a lot of publicity, justifiably so, is that there is a, an uprising, uh, inside Mosul, which unfortunately reminds me more of the Warsaw Uprising in, in like 1944 yeah. <laughs> than anything, you know, more glamorous because these civilians are basically, some of them were even supporters. In fact, there was one bunch that were and literally literal local supporters of ISIL that tried to uh, stage a coup as it were. They were wiped out. Um, but there's a, a more, a widespread, you know, resistance as it were that's been building there, as we've reported, you know, for, for almost a year now. Um, and 
once the, the, the land routes are established to the outskirts, we can support them more directly and basically get even more intelligence. Uh, you know, there's a lot of satellite phones in Mosul in the hands of these people and that's, and, and, and limited internet access and cell phone access. Uh, but that's how they're getting targeting information. And the, uh, CENTCOM recently, uh, I think just yesterday or today announced that in the last, you know, few weeks, they have deliberately targeted mid-level, uh, ISIL leaders, uh, mainly in Iraq, but also in Syria in order to demoralize the few organized units that ISIL has in the area because that works. Um, and, uh, so what they're hoping is there'll be a collapse in organized resistance, uh, in Mosul. And if they're lucky, they'll get what's happening now in Syria where the remaining survivors and most of them are, and this is happening. You saw this and they, they found this out in, in, in Sirte when they went and started identifying the bodies. They found that almost all of them were foreigners. You know, basically the, the, the foreigners who came in to join ISIL in, 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 uh, in Libya. They said, well, look, you guys got nothing to lose. You came here to die. Well, here's your chance. Uh, and so all the professional, you know, so to speak, ISIL people got the hell out. And that's where in Europe, because some of them were found making plans to go to Europe and continue the war, you know, uh, in, 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 in Western Europe. Uh, but uh, apparently the same pattern has been developing in Mosul because a lot of women and children, uh, families of ISIL uh, people have been evacuating. Uh, and basically they're going to leave just the foreigners to fight to the death. Uh, but the, you know, the attackers are aware of this and they're basically, as Austin's also described, they're trying to shape the battle, as it were, so they can get, get these guys deprived of a lot of their leadership, deprived of any sort of coordination to more or less cluster together, you know, like, like frightened, you know, cattle, as it were, uh, in one place, cordon them off, and then blow the blocks up. That's a and, good and, and way to describe it. And the Iraqis are fine with this. They've seen it work before. They say, fine, let them all get into one neighborhood, uh, warn all the civilians, get out if you can, otherwise, you know, get into the sub-basement uh, and, and wait for things to get quiet. Uh, because, you know, you're going to hear a lot of loud noise, and hopefully that's going to kill all the bad guys. Uh, and that, that's not very elegant, but it works. Uh, and, and the Iraqis are willing to play by that, those rules. But again, as, as Austin points out, ISIL was, was, uh, was aware of the fact that there are centrifugal forces in Iraq, uh, especially the Kurds, the, the Turks. I mean, the Iraqi government is publicizing the fact that, and the Turks deny this. Although there are some Turkish people, you know, it's Harris government, uh, who are saying, you know, we really should get Mosul back. And we've explained that many times in, in, in strategy page, you know, how, the northern Mosul province, as it were, used to be part of Turkey proper until the Allies took it away to keep the uh, the uh, new Republic of Turkey from having oil. Uh, one of those seemed like a good idea at the time, but anyway, um, the uh, uh, that will that will have to play out. But hopefully, you'll get a Treaty of Westphalia. That's what ended the Thirty Years' War. You know, uh, in Europe, you get something like that in, in Iraq, where they say, "Hey, look, you know this." Killing each other isn't really solving much. I mean, that's what basically ended the 15-year civil war in, in, in Lebanon and, and traumatized a generation, as it were, uh, to avoid another civil war, which they're desperately trying to do. Um, so things are slowly changing. You know, this doesn't make headlines, but this is important. Uh, 
But at the same time, what does catch the headlines is the collapse of the destruction and the collapse of, of uh, ISIL. Uh, and that's going to make the headlines. You'll see a lot of, you know, rah-rah, uh, you know, uh, about that. But the bigger picture, that's why we call it strategy page. The bigger picture is this is another, you know, uh, step, as it were, in the Arab, the Islamic world's movement towards, you know, this getting away from uh, religious fanaticism as a cure for their what ails them. It ain't. Uh, and, 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 and it's not unique to the Islamic world, although they're the most fanatic about, you know, using violence to settle these things. Uh, but the Christians, uh, the, uh, uh, the, well, the Jews, that's, <laughs> they don't talk about, but they got past that a long time ago, uh, fighting among themselves. Um, and, uh, even the Hindus to a lesser extent, uh, all major religions have to get past this business of invoking God, you know, to, 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 uh, to basically, you know, do whatever, use whatever means they're necessary. And, and again, as Austin pointed out, the, the anarchists, were the first of the, the secular, you know, uh, versions of this, and, and succeeded by the, you know, the Bolsheviks, you know, and, and the Soviet, you know, communists, and, you know, in various other forms of you know, secular fanaticism. Uh, but that's another issue. Uh, right now, we should focus on ISIL, and I think that's going to hopefully fade from the news in, in 2017. Hey Dan, let me make a couple, I know we're run up on time here, but just a couple of uh, a quick comments. One, about uh, Mosul and Turkey. Uh, Mosul at one time had a fairly uh, substantial Turkmen, that's ethnic Turk uh, uh, population that was, you know, left over from uh, the uh, uh, Ottoman Empire. A lot of those uh, uh, ethnic Turks, just like a lot of Arab Christians in the area, have, have departed. There are still some there. Uh, that was one of Turkey's interests too in 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 Syria because there's some Turkmen villages that are really uh, they're within artillery range, 10 15 kilometers of the Turkish border. Uh, so they're they're there's a di uh, ethnic diaspora there. Se now second, and this is speculation, but this is a, something I think that is still <clears throat> instructive. The uh, video that I mentioned. Uh, of this it was a brigade of uh, Rocky Ninth Armored Division that is still using Soviet equipment, and it was the modernized. I could look at them and say, "Okay, these are modernized T-72s." Uh, Didn't get a good enough look at them to see if they were the ones that had uh, uh, Western equipment on it. Doesn't matter. Ninth Armored Division has basically it's got more than this, but three brigades. The other two are armed with. American M1A1 tanks. Now, again, it was uh, this is one of the Iraq's e e elite divisions. It's manned by troops that know something. They're reliable. Okay, but it was the brigade that quote unquote still has Soviet equipment, and the the Iraqi army likes M1A1s. They like them. Well, yeah. They really are great. They're much better than the than the, the Soviet crap or the Russians the crap as a, as as, as they uh, as they call it. I don't know where those other two brigades are. May or may not be employed. My suspicion is they're down around Baghdad to deflect uh, Iranian opportunism. Now I don't know that for sure. I could be wrong, but 
The reason I bring it up, though, is when Jim, uh, Jim uh, says, and I, we both talked about this, all the complexities and the fragilities and the possible interventions, because Iran, if Turkey wants a slice of northern Iraq, Iran wants Iraq, at least Mesopotamia. And, I don't, again, I don't know. I just know that the uh, uh, Iraq has to keep a certain uh, uh, force of a certain size of their best units around Baghdad. No, it's not to keep Baghdad out. <laughs> it's to keep the Iranians out. Uh, so just a point out, a point out of that. And I, it, it's something that crossed my mind when I was seeing the, looking at the, uh, uh, at the video. And I went and checked myself. You know, there's a Wikipedia on, uh, uh on Iraqi 9th Armored Division and it, it, my my memory about it having M1A1s was correct. So, anyway, that's uh, there's Mosul for you. Okay. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a slow crawl, and uh, we'll be following this for a, a while longer. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you gentlemen next time. Take care, guys. Bye. Take care. 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 Take care.